Well, welcome in to the channel podcast. I am a rainy alongside my good friend, Austin Brown. It is March the 20th, 2023. And our beloved Tennessee volunteers are dancing in the Sweet 16 after the victory over Duke 65 to 52. We'll break We're down. We're dancing, baby. <laughs> we'll break down all of the Sweet 16 reactions and all the of reactions of all the action. And I want to propose a question. I kind of want to propose it to start off the podcast, to be honest with you, Austin. Is, is Tennessee becoming, or is they, are they, one of the most hated fan bases in college athletics? I, I, I proposed that poll on our channel Twitter accounts, and it was overwhelmingly yes by the majority of our fan base. After this weekend, after you see the whole Duke hatred of like Tennessee's evil, they're they're just out there playing football. They're out there playing rugby. They're they're not playing basketball, mainly from Duke people, but just in sports in general. Like this past year in football, the the the, the previous year in football, people just hate our guts if something goes right or when anything goes wrong. We're like the center of the attention, and anything that we do seems to be the worst thing in the history of ever to to, to media members and the national. Uh, I guess national media, to be honest with you. Um, okay, I think we might be the most hated fan base, but I'm not going to sit here and say I'm not going to say we're the most hated brand or or anything like that. I think college baseball was definitely the most hated, and we have a target on our back every week. In basketball, not so much. Uh, I, I I think uh, a lot of people got pissed off with the Euros, and anyone who bet on Duke was pretty pissed off with that. But uh, I feel like generally America we, was rooting for us Saturday because. We were playing Duke, who can go to hell, and uh, everyone I think pretty much hates Duke, and they're they're the most hated team uh, you can get in college basketball. So everyone's happy with us pretty much Saturday, except for people that bet on Duke and people that are rooting for Duke. And I mean, who, who's who's leading that charge about? The, oh, it was like a football game. That was Jay Bealess, yeah, uh, whatever his name is. Jay, yeah, Jay Bealess. I mean, he played at Duke. That's that's, that's that was his motivation there. I'm pretty sure. So uh, in college football, I mean. I got congratulations from a lot of other fan bases when we beat Alabama. So I can't necessarily say it's like, okay, well here's, here's my main point about that because you're about how, how much younger are you than me? How old are you? 25, 26, yeah. 27. Okay. So you're, you're a decade younger than me. And so you didn't grow up in a time where Tennessee was absolutely hated by everything and everyone. And as soon as Tennessee starts winning again, that's going to come back. And I'm telling you right now, Tennessee was one of the most hated programs ever. The most hated college athletics ever. They hated Tennessee. You had like people like Ron Slay out there just destroying people in basketball, making them, pissing them off. He was the, he was, he was the bad guy. You had, you had likes of him. You had Philip Fulmer, the color orange, man, people just despised. Us. People do hate our color. That's they one thing I will say it. is strong. That that, that when it. you see the Tennessee orange, you can only feel two emotions: love or hate. That is the only two options. No, there. the only people that love it are Tennessee but fans. I no one else likes it. People were happy with us Saturday. I'm not. I'll land on that because no one has hated more than Duke, and we were able to beat their asses, and it was beautiful. Yes, I agree. Uh, I, and, and I the, just can, can I just say something? The fact ahead. that those mfers are saying. It, we were dirty. Oh, this is this shouldn't be allowed. Blah blah. Guys, you had Grace. Grayson Allen was your best player for like three years. Guys, the guy known for tripping and gouging eyes and being the dirtiest guy you could ask for. Uh, so how on earth are you coming out here and like, oh, this guy's dirty. He shouldn't be allowed to do that. Guys, you are the guys who invented the name Dirty. Your coach <laughs> was the dirtiest, slimiest SOB you could ask for, and your best players were all like that. You're the most disliked guys on the face of the earth for a reason, and the fact that you think you can sit here and say anything about our Euros for one, like trying to box out and flip cows going, oh, like, give me a freaking break. It's not my fault you guys flopped everywhere and you guys weren't ready to play grown man basketball. Okay, so that brings up my point. I said it's Tennessee the most hated in athletics. Duke's the most hated in basketball. Are they hated in football? No. No. Hated in football. Tennessee is despised in baseball, especially in baseball. People cannot college baseball. Us. We're number one. They hate us. Football, it's gonna get there. I'm telling you. They hate us. As soon as you start playing well, they're gonna be despised. 
Basketball, I feel like it's starting to get that way. People are getting pissed off. What have you done? Like, how many people jump in your feet? What have you done? What have you ever done? They get so mad when they lose to us. So yeah. freaking mad. They hate us. They hate us. Absolutely. But I can see where you're coming from is not – I say top five. I honestly think we're top five in just athletics in general. Uh, just yeah. as a program. People hate the color orange. They hate our players. They hate our coaches. They, they hate us. If you want to be hated, 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 though, you've got to win championships, and that's the next step. Oh, yeah. We have to we have to hoist the trophy. And guess what? There's only four more games standing on our way of that and two more of going to our first Final Four in the history of our program. Mm-hmm. And, that's, and that's, what, that's what I meant a minute ago. You said you got to win championships. Well, Tennessee back in the day, they won champions. They, they were champions. And that is why people – there is there is a thing in people's brains that have not forgotten about how they used to feel feel about us. And as soon as we start winning again, like we're starting to, like our athletic program is is we're winners. And as soon as we start clicking on all cylinders, I'm telling you that is gonna, that's going to come right back to those people. They're going to hate us just as much as they did back in the day. They're going to hate us. I'll say this. I'll say this. We are the most hated by the media. What happened on Shiano Sunday created so much hate by all media members that aren't. Like, like either hated or either created love or hate, but mostly hate by all media members that that day, and that that is permanent, and that's why the deal went through trash on the field against Ole Miss. That's why that blew up so big. What mm-hmm. we did on Shiano Sunday created hate within Dan Wilkin, Pete Thamel, and of course everyone hates those guys. So who gives a shit what they say? Well, they hate us. They're just people hate us. But right. I just wanted to propose that question to start the podcast. But let's get to the real topic here, Austin. Our balls are headed to the Sweet 16. My boy Rick did it, man. <laughs> balls are headed to the Sweet 16. And you mentioned before the podcast is that's kind of the easiest route we've had to the Sweet 16 uh, mm-hmm. st- thus far. And the Elite Eight. I mean, I'm not saying that FAU is any pushover, which they're not mm-hmm. at all. But if you were telling me, like, would you rather play, you know, Purdue right now? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. So – but we're dancing, baby. We're dancing to Sweet 16. And whoever ever talks bad about Rick Barnes, I don't understand that. Like, I just don't understand. <laughs> I, don't don't even, I don't get it. It's nothing anyone here would do. No. No, no, no never. We never. Never. Are, never doubting the, the, the Reverend no. Deacon Barnes. No, no one. You can never doubt someone that, you know, has no. only done the same thing for eight years in a row. Never doubt. He's the but, greatest coach in the history. <laughs> well, actually, I will say this. If he wins. If if he beats FAU, I think you can sit here and say he's the greatest coach in Tennessee basketball history, because he he did the like the biggest thing Pearl ever did was go to the Elite Eight, and both of them resurrected Tennessee out of bad situations. So I mean they're pretty comparable on like in yeah. terms of accomplishments. And man, I could it have that that's the best Tennessee biggest Tennessee win I've seen with my own eyes. I I'm actually gonna go out and say that we were total underdogs. It was in the NCAA tournament. It was against the Blue Blood. It was a, it was no one. I, I couldn't find anyone that picked Tennessee to win that game, outside of our fan base. Could you? Those couple people, not many. Couple people, maybe. Not I, many. I, I mean, we were the higher seed, but we were, I think, five point underdogs, and no one believed in us. In the whole, I think, obviously, Rick Barnes not succeeding in the tournament. That hate was at an all time high with our fan base. So. The way it came, I, I mean, Duke had won what eighteen out of their last nineteen games, and we just punked them bitches. We 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 said, okay, we want this, and we're gonna play grown man basketball. And they couldn't, they 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 couldn't do it. They they couldn't be that physical. They couldn't. They weren't ready for that kind of game. We showed them, yeah, this is how we do in the Southeastern Conference with our four year veterans and just manhill them. And Olivier, I mean, we're both eating some crow today because Olivier Kamala just had the greatest performance I've ever seen made by a Tennessee volunteer. Mm-hmm. You, you've been giving Olivier the crow and mm-hmm. I've been giving Barnes a crow. Well, the past eight years, pretty much I've been giving Barnes a crow because there has been no examples to back what I was saying, you know, more up than the last eight years. But then he mm-hmm. finally, he finally got to a point where you're like, okay, this team has played well. Olivier played well. What the scary thing is, is I'm hoping this is a trend right here. Okay, I want Barnes to do this because he did it this past game against Duke. He did not put Euros out there to score. 
He did not put him out there to score. He put him out there for one sole reason, and that was to set the tone of the game, to beat the other team up. Mm-hmm. That yeah. is what he was sent out there to do. He's Rick a goon Barnes, in hockey, like hockey. He, yeah, he, the, he was sent out there to rough them up, to set the tone of the game, and he set the tone of the game. Tennessee completely and utterly bullied Duke. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't even – it was it was just – they look like children out there. Duke looked like children. They, like, they, did, did they hit, are. Did they, hit, did they hit shots? Yeah, they hit shots because they're athletic. They're good. But when it came to the phys- physicality of that game, Mm-mm. Rick Barnes, I'm giving him 100% credit for that. He kept a guy out there with four fouls knowing he was probably going to foul out. Yeah. Just to keep that tone set that he set earlier in the game. And once mm-hmm. Duke got got their feathers ruffled, they never recovered. They never recovered. Duke is known for not letting like this Duke team was known for like owning the paint, not letting you score in the paint. And we just basically said, uh, you're too skinny for us, sorry. And just, yeah. just box them out. I mean, yeah, there were some flagrants, probably. Uh, that elbow to the face by Jonas Adu was pr- was pretty flagrant. But, I mean, you got to do it, kind of. I don't think that was flagrant at all. He was going up to for the rebound. Like, he got you, caught, caught you, the elbow in the face. Uh, it was not a flagrant. It's a flagrant one, not a flagrant two, I'd say. Whatever. Uh, it's, you know, it, can a flagrant be, like, non-intentional, but a flagrant two is intentional? I forget. Flagrant Whatever. two. Fla- flagrant one is the worst you can get. No flagrant okay. two. For, no flagrant. Who cares? Doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, uh, we didn't get one actually, but it yeah, surprised me because you expect to get another. I mean, even like they're going to say the refs screwed them. I noticed plenty of times that they got a, they got a good call and we didn't. Uh, I only remember uh, Euros got a foul on the three point shooter where he grazed. I mean, grazed his hand. Oh it yeah, was, was it bad. was not even remotely. Barely it was all him. after the shot. All after the shot, and he goes up and makes all three free, free throws. And later in the game, Santi made a three, and at the end of the shot, his hand was completely slapped, and he got nothing. So, I mean, there are plenty of times you can point out. And I think Jerry Roach got a foul, and the refs got together, and Shire got in there yelling at him, and they took the foul away because it would have fouled him out of the game. <laughs> I mean, Yeah, I, I remember I, that too. Uh, I, I remember that. But, you know, you, you can blame the officials. And there are games in life that alter a game, but you're not altering. Olivia Kamala scoring 27 points in 22 minutes, or Vescovi shoot was 50% from three. Uh, Vescovi had, I think it was four of 11 shooting, but he was four of eight from three. So those are huge. I think that's the right stats, but that that's not the officials, man. That's just Tennessee going out there and doing what they had to do. And FAU is up next. They completely just, I need Rick Barnes to come out with that same aggressiveness because I've never seen Rick Barnes physically target a team to set a tone. I've never seen that from him. He's usually the nice guy The Oh, we can't, we can't play dirty. No, heck yeah. We play dirty. And this is what happens when you play a little bit dirty. A little Teams bit. I, respect I, you. It wasn't a lot. It was a little bit. No, no, I'll, no. I'll say that it's been kind of a theme with this team. I'll, I'll say they, they are known for their defense and, Bam! I, every time we win a big game, you get this bitching from the fan base. This is not something new of this team. Remember when we beat Bama? All their fans could bitch about was, "Oh, you got no." Uh, they didn't call nothing. It's like I'm sorry. Like if you watch college basketball this year, they're not calling things like they're like they used to be calling them. No, they're letting the guys play, and that's not us like getting a really huge advantage. That's just us realizing how games are being called, and we're gonna play that way. That's mm-hmm. what we're gonna do. This is the '80s. We're going or '90s. It is kind of like the '90s. Feels uh, like it. It feels like it. I mean, because that's just the way they're they're calling the games now. And guess what? We're kicking ass at the way they're calling the games. If they want to adjust, they can adjust, and we will build around that. But for how the game is being called now, I mean, Rick Barnes is on the rules committee. He knows the rules better than anyone right now, and how they're judging the games. So, I mean, you can bitch and moan all you want. It's like you're just showing a lack of knowledge of the sport, honestly. Yeah, well, that's when basketball was at its greatest, was in the 90s. Mm-hmm. People said what they want now. It's like, oh, it's great. No, it's not. Back in the 90s when you had the bad the, the bad boys, the, 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 the Pistons, you had teams like that that just beat the ever-living crap out of you. And you know why? You know why the, the people talk about them? Because they were good. 
Mm-hmm. They, they set a tone for the game. And I, I want Rick Barnes to come out. I don't know how the officials are going to call the FAU game after all the bitching from the media. Mm-hmm. But That kind of scares me. Yeah, that, that's the only thing that kind of worries me. I feel like the officials are going to call everything on Tennessee that they have like a touch foul. And they're, they're uh, Dusty Mays, FAU head coach, comes out and says, well, I'm going to study Australian rules football to get ready for the Vols. That was the cringiest thing I've ever seen. The smuggest smile after. The smuggest uh, smile, like, it was just so cringy. It's like, yeah. you, you sound dumb. Like you're, It's like almost like you're telling them that your team is weak almost. And it's like, like oh, oh, we're weak. It's pre-planning an excuse to if they lose. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what it sounds like. Yeah. That's exactly what it sounds like, Austin. And yeah, you mentioned this before the podcast, but we'll get into the FAU here. Uh, we can just go ahead and dive into it because pretty much everyone's talked about Duke all week. We we get what happened with Duke. Tennessee just absolutely bullied them. They just bruised them up, battered them up. I mean, wow. you know they were feeling is it that, the next day. Is that the biggest win in the Barnes era, though? I want to ask that. Yes. It is. Oh, by far. Yeah. N- name another that's bigger. I mean, really, I mean, there's some really fun Kentucky wins, but I think this is by far number one. But this is I good mean, to Sweet 16. This is to go. This is the place where you're not supposed to win. Yeah. I, I honestly looked through. I went through Barnes's record. I he's only beaten a seed higher than him one time in his entire history. So that might suggest that he's only beaten an underdog one time in the tournament outside of this. So this mm. could be like the one of the few times he's overachieved in the tournament. Speaking of speaking of Rick Barnes's biggest wins, and you mentioned Kentucky. <laughs> I had a chance today. <laughs> <laughs> I I got bored today and I had a chance to just hop on the uh the Kentucky sports radio talk shows and just kind of listen in. And boy, when I tell you those people are are have lost it. Those people were wanting to riot up there. They have lost every bit of sanity after Cal- Calipari got knocked out of the round of 32. Those people are losing their ever-living minds up there. And it was the funniest thing to listen to because people would call in just screaming at the top of their lungs. It was one of the greatest, most entertaining things I've, I've seen in the last couple of weeks besides this tournament, which has been just unbelievably, incredibly insane. This tournament, would you agree, Austin, that this, this tournament, I, I brought this up and someone was like, no, nah, I've seen better. This tournament is one of the best I've ever seen. In regards to just just pure just insanity, it's funny because I I can't say because am I saying this because Tennessee is actually winning mm-mm, or am mm-mm. I saying this just I in my opinion yes because no I've been not just because entertained by this tournament ever and I mean I have sixteen beaten a one I mean you can't beat yes that. but that's not because of Tennessee at all and we'll talk about it, it helps it helps we can't lie it helps <laughs> I'm actually watching the whole thing honestly <laughs> no. Because the, the Tennessee part does help. But just from an aspect of, of the games, they're all unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Like There hasn't been a game where you're just like, oh, my God, this is terrible. Every single game this tournament has been incredible to watch. I mean, you have just upsets. You have just down to the wire, just just holding your breath. You're not even a fan of the mm-hmm. team. You're like, dude, this this has got my blood pumping. Like. This has got my heart pumping. Like this is this is good stuff, man. This yeah. is why March Madness is one of the greatest things in all of sports, and you cannot compare it to too many things. You you just cannot. We we mentioned last podcast also now our you know our top sporting events of the year. And of course, March Madness is on both of ours. It's oh. hard not to just sit back and love this, man. It's hard not to just sit back and love this. It's by far the greatest sporting event in America. I mean, you got it. The, you can clearly see guys are just playing like it's their last game because it probably is. And it's that's just you don't get that everywhere else. I mean, in the NBA, okay, game one or I mean, most of the, most of the NBA finals games are, are NBA playoff games. It's not do or die, and if it's a do or die game, it's really great usually. But it doesn't have this kind of intensity of just young guys like. 21 years old, spent the last three years with these guys, and they're playing for their last shot uh, together. I mean, this is their last. This is their last hurrah, and they have no nothing. They're leaving nothing on the table, pretty much. And you don't get that elsewhere. I mean, you got moments like 
my my favorite moment probably is that firm and upset because I watched that. I was watching that live, and you knew when he intercepted that pass that he was going. They were going to nail a three. You knew that the very second it happened. That and was the wildest in like I've seen wild innings, innings, uh, endings, the games. And there's been some wild ones. That was just so bizarre of an ending. Mm-hmm. Just so bizarre. It was, it's just, again, the entertainment factor of this tournament. Mm-hmm. It's just who throws that pass, who makes that pass. It's just so bizarre. I mean, it's and, just a total, what are you doing? It's like Brett Favre throwing an interception uh, against the Saints in, in, to go to the Super Bowl. Remember that? Mm-hmm. He, he had the game wrapped up, and they were in field goal range to win the game. And out of nowhere, he just throws the triple coverage for mm-hmm. no freaking reason. Mm-hmm. It's similar to that. Uh, it, you, and uh, Purdue now. So Matt Painter, in the, his last three NCAA tournaments, uh, his last three NCAA tournaments, he lost to a 16 seed Fairleigh Dickinson, a 15 seed St. Peter's, and a 14 seed North Texas. I mean, good. Lord Almighty, how we <laughs> bitch about Rick Barnes in March, and we f- f- for for good reason most of the time. But Lord, man, you had a one seed, and you were a twenty-three point favorite with the biggest height difference in the in all of college basketball. Like there is not a shorter and there's not a taller team than Purdue and Fairleigh Dickinson, and you blow that game. I mean, that that's height what we love about the sport that that height difference in that game. Mm-hmm. Blew my mind. Yeah, I, I can't ever. What's what's the center's name? What's his name again? Zach Eady. They, they show his mom fifty five billion times every game. Zach Zach Eady. That's my player of the year still. Uh, yeah, he deserves. It. He's that good. But watching fairly Dickinson, <laughs> biggest guy, stand next to him, mm. he looked like a child. They had it, nobody, but the game plan they had for him. He was so big, and they would double-team him. And they would have a guy jumping up high and a guy down low. So when he brought the ball down low, the guy down low would almost tie him up every time. It was, it was a brilliant play by that coach, man. It was a brilliant plan. You've heard that like, old story of like the giant washing up on the island of, of you know, little people, and, and, he become, and they're like tying him down with ropes and stuff? Yeah, that's and exactly. So, someone tweeted out that that's, that was – Fairly Dickinson's game plan, and it freaking worked. <laughs> it did. It was. It was. It was. That game plan for him was perfection. That coach perfected that game plan, and that coach is going to get a, a. That guy's not going to be fair. fair he's not going to be there again I, next I year. Just like the Florida, Florida Gulf, Florida Gulf Coast, wherever the team was, Dunk City or whatever they're called that year. He's still at USC. He's doing pretty well there too. And uh, guy at St. Peter's, he's now at Seton Hall. Uh, uh, George Mason, Jim Laranega, he's still at Miami. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 the magic. It's kind of crazy. Like, you just happen to sneak into this tournament. I mean, this guy was coaching at D D two level last year. He's only been at Fairleigh Dickinson for ten months, and they sneak in the tournament. And they didn't even win their conference. They no. uh, this other school, Mary Mac or something. I think that's the name. They won the Northeastern Conference, but because they just switched to Division One, like. Two years ago, and you have to wait five years to be eligible for the NCAA tournament. They were not eligible to go, so the second place team, Fairleigh Dickinson, got to go, and they go in the play-in game and beat Johnny Jones in Texas Southern, which I just found out he's still coaching, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, former LSU head coach. Yeah. And, uh, then they won that game, and then they go and uh, <clears throat> upset Purdue. And honestly, uh, watching them play last night, who 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 would you have rather played in? For the Sweet 16, FAU or Fairly Dickinson? FAU. That's yeah. just my opinion. Yeah. The, FAU. There's something about Fairly Dickinson. I did not want to go play the greatest story in the history of college basketball in well, their, their 15 minutes from their, their home gym. FAU is is a known commodity. People, everyone knows where Florida Atlantic is. That's it's not mm. a it's not a a, a correct it's not a it's a well-known brand. People know FAU. Like you just know FAU. It's not some brand that's irrelevant. Like they're they're pretty good in sports. Basketball, football, they're pretty good. Their sports is they're 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 good. Fairly Dickinson 
you don't want to get that team that just has nothing to lose, that just doesn't care, that has that mindset of we're going to do anything in our power to win this game. I don't care how ugly or crazy that has to get. We're going to do it. And let's just jump right into the FAU and why I would pick FAU over FDU. They both play fast game styles. Like they're both running gun game styles. And a lot mm-hmm. of people, a lot of people, including you, have said you would you're just terrified to play FAU. And here I'm gonna go on the other side of this argument of why I'm not. I think this is a good matchup for Tennessee because of what I just mentioned. Their run and gun mentality. They teams like that that run and gun when they get slowed down in Tennessee, Tennessee's going to slow them down with their defense. When teams like that get slowed down, they get shook. They don't know how to go slow because they're just so fast. And so when Tennessee meets them at the perimeter and they can't go fast like they want to go fast because Tennessee's defense is so elite, it's going to cause them massive, massive issues. Now, I could be completely wrong, but I don't think I am. Uh, there's just uh yeah, well, athletically, we are better than them. Uh, they're going to try to run on us. We should be able to slow the pace of the game down like we have with, uh, with other teams. I definitely think we should win that game. There's just two things that scare me. Number one thing that scares me is, are they going to call us for a lot of fouls because of the narrative this week that we are a – Dirty team, and like we we should that's a, that should be illegal. That 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 is my number one fear, and and we all know. Okay, I love Barnes right now because he won the tournament, and I do. I'm I'm a pro Barnes man. I but there are some things about him that frustrate me, and one of those things is he will not play guys in the first half. They have two fouls. There's a reason why uh, Olivier only had 22 minutes left uh, against Duke, and that was because he was in foul trouble the first half. And the Lord knows who how much he would have scored if he was in the whole game. Uh, but um, that's my number one thing that, that brings me a little fear. And if Santiago gets in foul trouble, oh, God, because we do not operate well without Santi out there. Um, my number two thing that brings me fear is I just – we all have these memories of teams just shooting the absolute lights out against us. Uh, we have the number one three-point defense in college basketball. Okay, uh, the SEC is not good of a three-point shooting conference, but we have the number one three-point three shooting defense. Um, and I think FAU is top ten or top fifteen in three-point shooting. So that's just and that's that's their bread and butter. They actually haven't <coughs> been shooting well. The uh, they actually haven't been shooting well against in their two games in the tournament so far. So it kind of scares me that they haven't been shooting well and they're they're due a really great shooting performance. So those are the two things that bring me the most fear in turn for FAU. They they remind me of Missouri because every game, our two games against Missouri all went the same way. They just made so much, so many shots that you felt like were well defended. And here's, here's the thing that I've noticed and I watch FAU, both the FAU's games. They do take a lot of shots. But they take a lot of dumb shots. They -hmm. take a lot of dumb shots that make them go on a cold run. And not to say that Tennessee can't go on a cold run, because we've all seen that they can go cold very, very badly. But there are times in the FAU games that I've noticed that they go cold two or three times in a game. Tennessee will go cold like once in a game. FAU has gone cold several times in the games I watched. I mean, once or twice or three times. Because they throw up some really dumb shots. Really they're a really good team. It, I'm not but, I'm not I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm just afraid the shots are gonna go down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I I've can seen see that. it. It's I Missouri. Like I, I I know that this is where you get the Missouri comparison. Missouri just throws up everything and it somehow goes down and I don't understand it. It's just incredibly frustrating. Like I don't know if you remember, we were watching the Alabama-Missouri game. The guy literally throws it over his shoulder from three, and it goes down. And you're just like, what on God's earth are these MFers? And Philly, every time out, they responded with a three with a guy in their face. Uh, but, I, but I think I'm definitely leading us winning. I definitely think we're going to win. 
And on the other side, we got the winner of Michigan State, Kansas State. I think we're better than both of those teams. Kansas State scares me more than Michigan State. Yeah. Their their point guard, Kansas State's point guard is is just good gracious. Someone we're familiar with. He was a star at Florida. He's we, we never lost to him. Oh well, maybe in Gainesville we did. Yeah. All right. Uh but anything else you want to touch on the FAU game? Uh, man. It's just, it's just crazy we're here. I I mean, me and you didn't even really preview Tennessee's tournament because we just – it was kind of I – mean, the whole vibe here was just depressed. We weren't even looking forward to the tournament at all. And we're well, sitting here. Well, it's more – it's not like that we didn't preview it. When it comes to Tennessee basketball, you don't really need to preview it. You just kind of have to wait and see what happens. Because there's no preview to March Madness. You can't preview it. You, you, you can advertise it. You can do anything you want to. But until that first ball is thrown up in the center court for the first jump ball game to start the game, you can't preview it. It's impossible. I, I, my, my whole point is just the vibe with this team was no one really was happy with them. It was a team that lost seven out of their last 12 games. It was a team that you know, lost their point guard and everyone just is, it's coming off of a very disappointing March run that was followed by a very disappointing March run that was followed by a very disappointing March run and followed by a very dis- disappointing March run. <laughs> um, um, so this is this team, no one really, I, 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 I mean, I literally, there were people in our fan base. I'm, I'm not trying to call everyone out because uh, I, I was the lone voice that was saying, Guys, shut the fuck up. You're stop. There were people saying we should hire Jerry Stackhouse in Kim English. And I'm just like, guys, for, for starters, if you want March success, why why go to two guys that have never had it? <laughs> and second of all, we are a four seed and just made our fifth straight and silly tournament. Chill out. I know we typically don't do well in March. But there was there was a little part of me that was kind of whispering in my ear. This time it's gonna be different. Because we didn't feel good. We always feel pretty good going into the tournament, I feel like. And then we get our hopes absolutely dashed. But we've never really gone in with a fan base this much against a team. I don't think, from what I saw, when you say your fan base is against, they're not against the team. It's not against, but the vibes aren't good. They're, they're they very have no expectation. There's none. And I want to get on, kind of point this out real quick. The whole people, everyone that's, it just, it makes me so angry when people critique their team. I have no expectation. Well, then go find another team. Go find another team. That sounds so dumb. Like, shut up. You sound ridiculous. No. We're allowed to critique our team. We've said it so many times in this podcast. You're allowed to critique your team. That's what fans are. Yeah, no, we're professional I never, critiquers. I never said that. I just. But but I, you've seen it. Yeah. Yeah, you've seen it. It's like that's not what anyone is saying. People expect results. Okay, that's what fans are. You expect your team to win. That's why you're a fan. So when people critique team, that's not saying you go find another team. You get out of the orange. Get out of here. I don't know why I'm British all of a sudden. I don't know what they mean. But I, I just – Get out I, of here. Yeah, but you know what I mean. It's You're just like – it's Guys, the people Spanish. that critique – the people that critique want to win just as bad as the people that don't. It's the same thing. Like, they want to win just as bad as you do. We were – I got to say, this This is this is why it's the biggest, biggest win in Rick Barnes' time here. There was never a tougher spot to be in because, okay – in the regular season, you couldn't ask for a better coach at Tennessee. This guy has succeeded in every way you could want him to do. He's won SEC regular season titles, SEC tournament titles. He's beaten Kentucky, not this year for some reason, but he's beaten Kentucky. He's beaten Florida. He beat Vandy 11 straight times until this season and just absolutely dominated rivals. You, you love him for that. But the problem is he just always fails to – um, meet expectations in the NCAA tournament. 
and you're you're in such a weird spot with that because you're like man i couldn't you're overachieving so hard at uh, section a but you're failing so bad at section b mm-hmm. and you don't know what to do because i think it's, it's much harder to succeed in the regular season kind of in terms of like because i mean it's it's harder to achieve what he's achieved in the regular season than just going on a quick march run out of nowhere it, those are two it's harder to build a program that he's built than just uh, a program that can sneak in occasionally and go on a run so i prefer that but i definitely get the whole vibe from the fan base because i feel it too it's very frustrating you don't know what mm-hmm. to say and this win because you know we go into this game no one's picking us no one thinks we should win and 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 it's against a blue blood it's against I mean, I've seen people pick. I saw people pick, pick Duke to win the national title, and no one acted like it was crazy or nothing. That team won 18 out of 19 games, just won the ACC tournament, and and beat the hell out of Oral Roberts in the game before. So you're sitting there, you're like, okay, I guess we're gonna lose this game, and then everyone's gonna be mad at Barnes, and we're just gonna re redo everything next year. Mm-hmm. Um, then we go out and beat the living hell out of them. I mean, it was only a 13 point win, but it felt like. 20. If that game went on for another five or seven minutes, <clears throat> we beat them by 30. I'm I, I'm flat out convinced of that. That's that's why I think that Tennessee is going to. That's why I think Tennessee is going to wear FAU down. I think they're going to wear them down. They're going to get tired. They the thing the only thing that worries me a little bit. I can't say a little bit. Thing that worries me about FEU is they have somewhat similar depth to what we have. They've got guys that can come off their bench. They've got they've got good players on, on their bench, but I just think that our players on our bench are bigger, stronger. They might not be they might not be faster, but I just feel like the the I said this so many times, and then I went against it once I saw how the team was playing later in the season, that this team was built for March. You remember, you remember me saying that? This team mm-hmm. was built for March. Their athleticism, their size, their length. This team is built for a run in March. I said that a while back when they were playing really well because I truly believed it. This team is big. They're long. They're athletic. They give team a lot of problems, especially teams that shoot a lot of threes because they're so long and they're so big. And I, I think that it's coming to fruition of what I said earlier, early in the year. And I did bash them a little bit because I'm like, all right, this team's not ready, I guess. Oh, they're incredibly frustrating when Zakai went down. Yeah. But now you're seeing the tournament type team that is built for a tournament. This is what good, this is how teams go for like far in the tournament. They're big and long. Like they're, they're long, man. They're so wide and long, man. This team is and, just, man, big. And, you know, we both had to eat crow because yeah. you aren't a Rick Barnes guy uh, or whatever. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm not a Rick Barnes guy. I would just say I disagree with a lot of things he was doing. Yeah, okay. Uh, but, okay. And I have <laughs> Olivier Kamwa since uh, <laughs> the last couple of years. But here's why I hated on him, okay? Here's why he frustrated me so much is because – you knew what he could be. I've seen it. I've seen him do it all. Like he can be Grant Williams, uh, you know, more of a traditional forward style of Grant Williams. He's not quite the boxer in the paint kind of guy, but he has so many skills. Just some nights he, or most 95% of the time though, he did not show that. Or he, he'd give you a little flash here or there, but he wouldn't put it all together, you know? And and I, it's just so frustrating. Cause he, I mean, you look at a game, and he would have two rebounds in 25 minutes and two points. And it's like, what the hell? <laughs> that, that He had those nights all the time. But then he had the game at Texas. And that was like the first time you saw him actually play like that against a real big team. Mm-hmm. And finally, he goes off on Duke, man. He just, I, and when they switched the zone, that was just like, okay, we're going to kill you right now. We're going to shoot the mid-range. We're going to shoot threes. You're, you're, you just opened the floodgates, my man. 
I know they did that so Roach didn't get his fourth foul, but man, you guys just buried yourself. It's one of the greatest performances I'll ever see in my life. Excuse me. Uh, I think, and I'm going to kind of backtrack on what I've said all season about the zone. So many teams played zone against us this season, and that's how that's what shut us down. So many teams played zone, and that's what just – we went into a shell. We didn't know what to do. We panicked. We just started, like, throwing up wild shots. Did that help us in the long run? I think, you know, everyone started playing against us, so we had to figure out what we're going to do against it. Mm-hmm. And the thing that happened with Duke, too, was shots were going down. We, uh, we've we shot those shots all the time, but a lot of times they're just short, and it's just extremely frustrating. We wouldn't make those shots, but they were going down for Olivier the whole time against Duke and Triple J. Uh, and that was just amazing. And Santiago, man. The threes he made that game were just absolutely tremendous. Good lord. People say you can't make his own shot. I'm like, you're out of your mind. This guy makes his own shot better than anyone on our team. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. The one by our bench where he where the shot clock's going down. He just finally got a little space and and I think that put us up by like nine, eight or nine. Oh, that was so huge. You know what's a weird thing about this team is So many people have said it, and I think even you said it, that the opposing crowd gives this team problems like when they're on the road and they're hearing a lot of noise. For for me, I'm thinking this NCAA tournament and the crowd is, is giving them a little boost. Yeah. I, I, I don't know what it is. I just – you put them under the, under the big time lights, this team. Anytime there's a big time stage this year, they've, they've performed pretty freaking well. Anytime there, anytime there hasn't been a big stage, they've underperformed. But this is a big stage. I think this team shines under the lights, man. I really do. They, they've done it all season. And this is what pissed everyone off is when they did it against teams they should have easily shined against, and they did not. But they've easily shined against teams in massive games. That meant a lot. The, the real magic of this team is just shooting a decent percentage from three and just controlling the game on defense. The way we beat Duke is the same way we beat Kansas. We made enough threes, and we played our suffocating defense. We just It's like putting a team in a stranglehold, same way we beat Alabama. And if you can make that game plan every single time, uh, you, you're unbeatable, honestly. We, this team can win the national title. And after FAU, uh, let's say let's just say we beat FAU. Let's just put that hypothetical out there. We're going to meet the winner of Kansas State, Michigan State. And I have a feeling it's Michigan State, and uh, we can really avenge ourselves by beating the team that, that beat us in the, in the Elite Eight, what, 13 years ago? Mm-hmm. God, that'd be so amazing. No dream on green there to ruin our <laughs> time. God, he's busy pissing off another team in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think anybody is. Uh, I don't think he's pissing anybody off in the uh, sport of NBA. I think they're pissing him off the most. Oh yeah, because he seems to be getting owned right now by that team uh, called the Memphis Grizzlies with Absolutely. their job rantless too. Anyways, it's the only team uh, I like winning there. Yeah, in Memphis. Memphis, Oh, I'm so sorry. I had so many. I'm sorry. I just one last thing. I had so many Memphis fans talking crap to me uh, coming into the tournament. I put the hypothetical that it'd be so awesome to play Memphis in the Sweet 16, and all these Memphis fans like you're not getting past Louisiana without Zakai Ziegler. Like I I told him, I worry about yourself, man, because you're a lot more likely to lose to FAU than we are Lafayette, and. Look who was in the Sweet 16. I had someone tell me, oh, gladly shake his hand if, if he's if I'm wrong, but he's they're not even coming close to New York City. It's <laughs> like, huh. Guess who went home on the first day? And guess who guess who's on their way to NYC? <laughs> Motherfuckers in orange and white. That's who. <laughs> Sorry, West End. They <sighs> haven't been to the second weekend since 2009. God, that is crazy. Ooh. Think about it. They were in the national title game in 08, and now it's, what, 14 years without being in the second weekend? Pretty yep. bad. It is. 
Speaking of the Sweet 16, I'm going to read these games off to you. And I want you to kind of, everyone listening out there, you can kind of form your own opinion. Austin, what game intrigues you the most? Okay. So the Sweet 16 consists of this. Alabama versus San Diego State. Creighton versus Princeton. Princeton and Creighton, that's a wild story too. Creighton, not really, but Princeton is. So you got they beat the hell out of Missouri. Yeah. That see? wasn't even close. So you got no, you're good. You got Creighton, Princeton, Tennessee, FAU, Michigan State, Kansas State, which is a game you just mentioned. Houston, Miami, Xavier, Texas, Arkansas, Yukon, Gonzaga, UCLA. Which game is the most intriguing to you? I've got two that are just really intriguing to me. Oh, none of them on our side of the bracket. <laughs> I've got two that just pop out to me like I want to watch that game. That but UCLA so, Gonzaga, good yeah, lord, that's one of them. Yeah, good lord, that's a good basketball game. That is a, that's a national title game, honestly. That is that is my number one choice of games that just pop out to where like I got to watch that game. You got the number two team on um, Bart Horvick versus the number one offense in college basketball. That is, and like coaches like brands of talk about West Coast basketball brands can't do better than that. Number three seed Gonzaga versus number two seed UCLA. Yeah. I, I thought that'd be a better game last night, actually. TCU, Gonzaga. I was a little surprised TCU was so was out of the game late. Or it felt like the last five minutes they were out of it, you know? T- Timmy is just just freaking unbelievable. Yeah. Timmy is just for Gonzaga is just good gracious. Like God's unreal. He made eight straight sweet sixteens. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Kentucky, I've right. been there since 2019. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Okay, so you guys, cats, you got Gonzaga and UCLA as a, your most intriguing game. What is your what's the what's the the one that kind of pops out to you again? I would say your second most intriguing game of the weekend, besides ours, of course. Who's UConn playing? UConn's playing. Who's oh, you, you Arkansas. Okay, that that's a great game. That talk about those those might be the two most talented teams left in the, in the field. Arkansas obviously underachieving with all their talent until now, I guess. And UConn has looked like honestly, I think they're the most talented team in college basketball. Yeah, the, the most complete team. They have everything you can ask for: size, uh, great guards, depth. Uh, everything but a coach that is oh and oh my god talk about a coaching matchup muscleman and hurley good lord the egos in that building cannot be contained <laughs> i mean who's gonna rip i mean one's ripping the shirt off the others just screaming like a lunatic at the crowd uh, i mean both of them are i guess but <laughs> <laughs> so it's, i've got that, that's a weird matchup uh, here's one that pops out to me I think Miami's going to beat Houston. I, I could very well see that. That's a game that really intrigues me. Those teams are s- really similar. They're very similar. I really want to watch that Miami-Houston game. I think Miami's going to beat Houston, and they're going to knock them out. Uh, Alabama has the easiest road in the history of mankind to the Final I, Four. I will say San Diego, Diego State's State, tough, though. It's tough. They're, they're, they're big. They, they can win that game. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say they're gonna win that game, but it's possible. It's very well possible. Yeah. And uh, I've, I've said it I've said it so many times with Alabama, man. It's just I'm waiting for the team. It may never happen. It seems like, but the team that has really good three point defense, Alabama. If you take the three away from them, they have a really tough time doing anything. Just 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 put ball pressure on them all day, mm-hmm. and they'll you just gotta the bang them over. up. You gotta bang them up. You're gonna if you don't let them breathe, they're gonna turn make they're gonna turn mm-hmm. the ball over. That's, that's what, what te- we did. That's what Tennessee did. Yep, twenty one turnovers against us. I mean, just we weren't even we weren't we were downright below average on offense and won that game, um, <laughs> by our standards. Uh, and uh, the other one, Michigan State. Okay, I'll say State Golly, it's gonna be good. They they kind of scare me. Oh, okay. I mean they. I think they're 40 on the year. They're 40% from three 
and they shoot in their top 10 in most three-point shots, uh, most three-pointer shot. So they they can beat anyone, and Tom Izzo is obviously renowned for overachieving in the tournament. I think he has more Final Fours than any active coach. Yeah, he's, uh, one, of the great, he's one of the greatest, stuff, greatest tournament coaches of all time. Yeah. I mean, we obviously have personal memories of that. Yeah. I, I, I want to play them. Uh, I, I, I'd be most satisfied beating them than anyone else. But also, we have this habit of always getting kicked out of the tournament by someone from the Big Ten. So that, that kind of scares me. Mm. The, I mean, I want to go to our first Final Four. We did play Michigan State, actually, in the preseason and beat them in Thompson Bowling. Mm. So that's a little interesting. We got some experience against them. Yeah. It's just, just uh, the whole the whole sweet sixteen. It's just the tournament has just been it's just so freaking good, man. The the, the whole sweet sixteen even Creighton Princeton is intriguing. Like it's just the the whole tournament and Creighton every single year, it's they're always in there. Oh yeah, D- McDermott's a great coach. I mean, they, they are always they have great defense. That 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 is actually I I think they actually have a really good shot of beating Alabama if they get that game. I, I think they're underseeded. Well, maybe not underseeded, but they they have the ability of beating anyone they they play. I'm pretty against. sure when we read off our brackets last week, I had Creighton and Molly Day. Pretty yeah. sure they were in there. I, def- so. I definitely had them beating uh, Baylor. So yeah, I think I had them here. Uh, obviously, I didn't have them playing Princeton. That's a, that's a <laughs> I don't think a anybody shock. did. Just I had them playing Arizona, which. Uh, <laughs> you got Arizona and Purdue, and like all those people are out. There, there is zero correct brackets left in the world. So imagine, imagine if Princeton beat Alabama. Let's just live in that reality. <laughs> and then we, we go to the Final Four playing the Princeton Tigers. That'd be funny. I, I really, obviously, I would enjoy being Alabama more than anything in the Final Four. That would be awesome. But also, I really don't want them to go to the Final Four. That would suck. I, I just don't want them to get away with what they've gotten away with this year and have that go their first Final Four in school history, get that reward. It would, I mean, Greg Sankey would just be happier than hell having that happen, but whatever. Uh, or, if, or if they end up winning the whole thing and something comes down in the case of what has been going on with Alabama, I think it's stripped from them. Um, some, some teams appear to be above the wall. I think they might be. <laughs> pretty much then, yeah. Yeah. Uh, man. Yeah, how could you get even luckier? I, I think I had Arizona go in the national title game and they lose to Princeton in the first round. This has been an absolutely crazy tournament. It's been great. One it's of the best, man. Amazing. One of the best. I can't believe we are still standing. In a way, though, how this team has been kind of up and down all year kind of made me feel like, is this going to be a team that goes deep in March? Because sometimes it always comes when you least expect it. Mm-hmm. Like that. Michigan that, State. That Quanzo team. Everyone. The last Kwanzaa team, everyone bickered with them. They started a petition to hire back Pearl and fire Kwanzaa. The fans did, and they were they lost some of the dumbest games, but they ended up sneaking in the tournament and winning three games and deep. Uh, went three games into the tournament, still and got screwed uh, by Michigan. Yeah, still got, got screwed, screwed still got screwed at the end of it. And then, um, big time that 2010 team, they got the Elite Eight. That team was all up and down. They they beat Kansas, yeah. But they also lost all those players to with the with the the, the Tyler Smith arrest, and I don't know. They just they that was not a beloved team. Why did Tyler Smith get arrested again? He had a gun that wasn't his in his car. <laughs> yeah, um, that was enough to kick him off the team. And actually, this is wild. And he had three teammates in the car, and they all got suspended. Hmm. But you know, if you drive a gun over and it's used in a murder of a twenty-three-year-old mother. You're all golden at two in the morning to your drunk friends, and I'm pretty sure he was probably. I mean, I'm, I don't have information on that, so I'll say that. Yeah, but, so that's uh, <laughs> I didn't like get you fired up. I mean, good God Almighty! I, I know you said we're the most hated. No, they are the most hated. Okay, that is <laughs> they like some. I think an Alabama account tweeted out, "We're used to being the villains," and uh, some Arkansas account came out and said. You dumb motherfucker. You're not the villains because everyone hates you. Everyone hates you or you're not the villain. It's not like your usual Alabama case. They don't hate you because you're so good. Everyone hates you because three of your players were involved in the murder of a woman. 
Yeah. Dumb sons of bitches. You idiots. You, you freaking idiots. Okay. I'm sorry. If you're an Alabama fan and you think everything's happening with your program is all golden and nothing's wrong. Oh, they're just haters. They're just haters. Like if you if that's your mentality, if you're an Alabama fan, you're dumb as hell. Okay. Mm-hmm. You don't have an understanding of what's going on. I don't think you should ever have an opinion on these kind of political matters and you're just a freaking idiot. No offense. Yeah. I, 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 there. I, no, there's there's no offense to saying the word idiot because they are. All right, let's when break I say down. No offense, I don't mean no offense. I mean when, after you say no <laughs> offense, that means you're going to offend somebody. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's break down Sweet Sixteen. Let's get to our lead eight. Let's run through this real quick. Alabama, San Diego State. I I think San Diego could win that game, but I'll have Alabama winning it. Bama. This is Austin's elite eight. Creighton, Princeton. That's Creighton. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just I just I mean. It's cr- Princeton can beat anyone, apparently, but whatever. I don't mm-hmm. think it's happening anymore. All right. Tennessee FAU. Uh, I'm. This one scares me more than the late, potential Elite Eight matchup, but I'm going to take my balls. Okay. I think I'm going to take them as well. I'm agreeing with you on just about everything. Michigan State, Kansas State. I think Michigan State. I just trust them a little more. I mean, I, I, they've lost 13 games. I'm not going to say I trust them. But uh, I just think can't, uh, Kansas State's playing a little bit about their heads. I know. Miami-Houston. You know, before that Auburn game, I, I would have said Miami, but I watched a lot of that Auburn game, and they just suffocated Auburn. I mean, just put a pillow over their face. I'm going to go Houston. I'm going to go Houston. I'm going to go Miami, okay? Uh... Houston, Miami for me. Okay. Xavier, Texas. That's toughy. I mean, man, did you watch that Texas Penn State game? Dylan DeSue just went off. Off. Out of what do you have, like six points? It's like high scoring game. He, like, he had 28 overall, I think. Yeah. But the dude just out of nowhere. Um, I, uh, 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 great radio. Um, Texas. Or, yeah, Texas. Going Texas as well. So we agree on that one. Texas. All right. Arkansas, UConn. I think UConn's one of the most talented teams left, so I'm going with them. I'm going Arkansas. Kansas. I'm going Arkansas. All right. Gonzaga, UCLA. This is the hardest game to choose. I have Gonzaga winning the title. Oh, but yeah, I'll have them win this one. Yeah, Gonzaga. I'm going to go the Zags. I'm going to go the Zags as well because Timmy's just unbelievable. All right. I like Tiger Coleman and everything. So here is Austin's Elite Eight. Bama versus Creighton, Tennessee versus Michigan State, Houston versus Texas, UConn versus Zags. Here's my lead eight. Bama versus Creighton, Tennessee versus Michigan State, Miami versus Texas, Arkansas versus Gonzaga. That is my lead eight. That is such a fun lead eight no matter how it happens. Who'd you have, <laughs> Michigan State, Kansas State? Who'd you win? Who'd you have winning there? Michigan State. Michigan State, okay. Same thing. Same thing. Um, do you want to continue? Do you want to go to the national title? We'll say that for next week when the final four, because the final four would be what Wednesday, uh, Thursday. Yeah, no, it's uh, I think I think Saturday, Monday. So, okay, screw it, let's go. The, well, that's April first, April third, whatever. Let's go. Okay, awesome. Bama Creighton. Uh. I hate it, but I think it can be go the other way, but I'll go Bama. Yep, me too. Bama. Tennessee, Michigan State. I'm sticking with the Vols. Don't let me down, please, love God. All right. I have one question for you after this. Let me just Houston, Texas. Houston. Oh wow. Mine is Miami, Texas. I'm going Texas, and you're going Houston. Mm-hmm. Actually, I had Miami in the Final Four in one of my mm-hmm. brackets, my first original bracket. But I, 
I don't know something about that. I'm changing my mind. I'm going Miami and you're going Houston. All right. Arkansas, UConn. UConn. Got Arkansas. Still going. At Arkansas, UConn. Now we have. Hang on, did I mess that up? Maybe. maybe. No, Arkansas, UConn. Who's Gonzaga playing? Gonzaga is playing UCLA. And you have the Zags. Yeah. I have the Zags as well. All and right. UConn. So here is no, you, the... UConn, Arkansas is this week. You're not the future <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> All right. So now we got Bama versus Tennessee. Final four. You know what? Fuck it. Tennessee. You know, let's get happy on this show, all right? Yeah. I'm going Tennessee, too. It worked out the first time. Let's Why go. Not? Let's go, Tennessee. Let's you know go, Tennessee. Okay. Uh, you have Houston and Texas. You have, I have Houston. You have Texas. Okay. Who do you got in that game? Wait. To go to the Final Four. Wait, so Houston's Houston or two? Texas? Houston and Texas. Oh, oh, okay. You got Houston uh, playing Texas. Okay. Uh, uh, I guess Houston. I've got Texas. So you got Houston, Texas. Mm-hmm. I got Texas. Who do you call this to? This, this is... We're still in the final four here. Okay. You have I got Arkansas versus Gonzaga. You got UConn versus Gonzaga. So who you got between UConn and Zags? Um You got Zags, I already know. Actually Yeah, I'll stick with it, yeah. I'm going Zags too. I had Arkansas, but it doesn't matter. Going Zags. So the final four is Houston, Gonzaga, Bama, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. I've got Texas and Gonzaga. I'm going to go Zags to go to the in, the uh, national championship. And let's get crazy. I got Zags versus Tennessee. Same. Let's go wild. Let's go wild let's here. Let's go wild. Let's do it, man. Go big or go home, right? Go big yeah. or go home. Do I think our defense can shut down the number one offense in college basketball? And we beat the hell out of Gonzaga in that one preseason game, whatever that means. So screw it. The Vols. I'm going Tennessee. (laughs) All right. He gives a part two to that uh, great performance he had. Well, there you go, folks. That's what we got. I got one question. Go for it. We're going to close it out. Um, Let's say, unfortunate hypothetical, Barnes loses to FAU in the Sweet 16. Is the narrative still that he sucks in March after beating Duke? The furthest he's ever been in Sweet 16 with Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Furthest he's ever been. With one of his best teams he's ever had. Yeah. The narrative gets better. Yes. It doesn't change. It gets better. Does that make sense? Yeah. And let's just say, if, I mean, I'm sure if FAU beats us, it's going to be like just them shooting the freaking lights out. Yeah. No. All right. Well, on a, I think we'll win. So I'll end with that. <laughs> on a we'll, 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 we'll both end as winners, okay? Let's just put it at that. Let's pause the rainies here and stay until we lose. <laughs> no Barnes bashers here, man. At least right at this moment. We will <laughs> see. We will see. Anyways, I'm Randy, along my friend, alongside my friend Austin Brown. Thanks for joining the channel podcast. We'll do it again next week, my friends. Go balls. God bless. Balls. Peace out.